Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Hi guys, this week's episode is so inspiring and I want to get right into it, but before we do, I'm going to read you the review of the week. So if you haven't left a review yet, go over to iTunes, launch the application, and leave me your review and feedback and rating. It is amazingly helpful. I read all of them, I love them, and it helps bring more people to the show and to this work, which is ultimately what we all want, more people living in their version of Wellness Wonderland. So without further ado, I'm going over to iTunes and I'm reading you guys this week's review. So this review comes from Heather Waxman, a dear friend of mine. She had a birthday this week. And she writes, awesome podcast, awesome woman. I love the Wellness Wonderland radio. It's my go-to podcast to listen to when I'm making dinner or cleaning my house. I always take a new nugget of wisdom and learn something new about myself. Katie's light just radiates and her passion is so contagious. Don't miss an episode. Mmm, Heather! So sweet, so nice. Happy belated birthday. Thank you for listening. Thank you to all of you guys for leaving your reviews. And if you haven't yet, I would love to hear from you. And maybe I'll read it next week. That would be super cool. Little shout out. So enjoy this episode with my dear friend, Alex Beaton. She's beyond inspiring and I can't wait to see what you think. So make sure you head over to my blog, thewellnesswonderland.com to get the show notes for this episode and to leave a comment for Alex or I. We will both respond and talk to you. Let's chat. Let's talk about this. So leave your feedback. Enjoy and I will see you at the end of the episode. Welcome back everyone to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm super psyched about today's episode because one of the best entrepreneurs on the planet right now is visiting Wonderland to give us some grounded tips in how to create your own business and work life that feels amazing and that is a work-life wellness wonderland. So whether you're an entrepreneur now or not or have any interest in being one at all, I think Alex's story, Alex B is our guest, is bound to just inspire the heck out of you. So like I said, my dear friend Alex Beaton is our guest today, and she is an amazing human being who is on a mission to help people make a living doing what they love. She, like I, believes that the world would be a much better place if we all did that one thing that makes us come alive. It lights her up to her core to make someone's day and to feel special and to show them how to make money doing what they love. So today she's going to help us here in the Wellness Wonderland discover that our abundance options are more than we think and we have different options when it comes to career than the path that is previously put out for us. So we're going to make this conversation really fun and get into the exciting backstory of her story and how she came to the work she's doing now. So thank you so much for stopping by Wonderland, Alex. I'm super excited to chat. 
Thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how excited I am to be here because I listen to very few podcasts and yours is one of them. So I'm just so pumped to be here today. Yay! I'm like this pumping <laughs> right now because I'm humbled by that and that makes my day. I mm, love it. Well, you've made my day so many times. So thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I just, I'm hugging you through Skype right now because <laughs> you're so amazing. That's I'm hugging why you right back. I feel baby. it. I feel it. I mean, I think that's why this conversation is going to be so great because, um, you know, we connect so well that it can be such an organic conversation because I think we're um, such similar people that um, it just works. Yeah, It does just work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, cool. So I want to dive deep. As you know, um, the first question I always ask is just zooming the lens back with your story and what led you to where you are today and um, turning your creative passion into your life work as you say, and um, how did you how did you get there? That is a great question, and I think the best place for me to start is high school. I was graduating from high school, and my mom and dad gave me a camera, my first like real SLR camera for my 18th birthday, and from that point on, I was like in love with photography. I mean. Were your parents can, into photography? No, I just, I'd always kind of like liked photography. Mm-hmm. I used to hang up pictures and stuff. And so it was always like something that I enjoyed, but I'd never like actually taken lots of, I mean, I had like a small little camera and I would take lots of pictures with that, but I never really created shoots or anything like that. Right, right. And so I started to really just fall in love with photography. And I think honestly, Um, That period of my life really taught me a lot about being inspired and just, you know, when you can feel the inspiration running through your veins and it's like, you know, this is what you're passionate about and this is like, it's, you're driven. There's nothing else you want to do, right? Totally. So I leave high school and I end up going to school for management with marketing because to be honest with you, it didn't even occur to me that. I wanted to be a a professional photographer. Like at that point, I just got my camera. I was totally amateur. At that point, it was just fun. Mm -hmm. So I go to college, have a great time, fall more and more in love with photography. And at the end of it, I have, I'm like at this fork in the road and it's like, okay, do I go down this career path, which everyone's expecting me to do, which is to climb the corporate ladder and go and get a marketing job and do all of that jazz move to London, et cetera, et cetera, or do I want to be a professional photographer, which is really what my heart wanted to do at that time. Like I remember I have, I used to write in these journals and um, I was looking back at it the other day and it, it back then I, I just watched The Secret. So I was all about like mm. pretending, pretending as if it was already here yes. and really like, so I, I wrote down, I am a full-time professional photographer. And I remember I had never told that to anyone before. And I was writing it down. And I was like, so I knew deep down that it's what I wanted to do. But I kind of felt like a fraud. I was like, I've never studied photography. I've taught myself photography. I know nothing about running my own business. Like, who am I to kind of, like, attack this dream and make it mine? Um, so... <clears throat> I was getting closer and closer to graduation and my mom was like, you need to do this professionally. This is what you love. And she actually told that to me before I'd even told her that that's what I really wanted to do. And I think by hearing her kind of say it kind of gave me the permission to 
chase it. So after college, I moved into my parents' house and struggled to become a professional photographer and loved every single second of it. And of course, there were days when I would go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning and think, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Is this, oh, my dog is going crazy. Blue, Hi, Blue. Here. Yeah, he's he's just like barking and growling in the Blue corner. Blue has the same birthday as I do. Oh, you guys are like special birthday buddies. Yeah. Everyone knows Blue. Blue has his own Instagram account. But anyway. Um, first thing for the show notes. Yeah, first thing for the show notes. His Blue's Instagram debut. account. Debut. <laughs> so I completely forgot where I was. Where you was were, I? We are on the part in your story where you're struggling with if you made right. the right choice yes. or not. You're living exactly. at home. Okay. But I'm loving it. Like, I'm so passionate about photography. Yeah. Like, I know, like, whenever I take photos of, like, p- creative portraits and women, like, I just feel at home. Mm-hmm. And so... Of course, I'm blogging and just blogging, 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 sharing all my photography, really sharing my journey with people. And that's how I started to build my audience was just by sharing my passion with the world. And I started to gain a lot of popularity in the photography community. And of course, (laughs) it it was finally starting to come together for me. I was starting to get clients. And then all of a sudden... I decided to start selling Photoshop actions, which are editing tools. You know, on Instagram, you have filters? Yeah. Right. So I, because I obviously was a photographer and I was really into the editing, so I started to make my own Photoshop actions, which are basically filters in Photoshop to help photographers edit their pictures faster. And I was like, you know, they're sitting on my computer. I might as well put them out there and see what happens. So I put them out there and it was such a huge success. Like, I remember... When I made them go live, I was like, no one's going to buy these. Like, why? I I don't even know why I'm doing this. Whatever. And I put them out there. And I remember the first sale, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. And then the next sale and the next sale and the next sale. And then I fell in love with just digital files because I saw the beauty in the fact that I'd created something amazing. And as many people as possible could enjoy them as they wanted to. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with photography, I could only be in one place at one time. Right. So I thought that was so cool. So I really started to focus on that. And then my passion for photography dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. And my passion for marketing and running my own business and really just building a brand and a community grew and grew. And I went through this really awkward phase of not really wanting to do photography anymore, but thinking that I was going through a stage and I didn't want to give up everything that I'd spent like spent so long building and I was resisting this inner pull towards marketing and branding and everything that I loved about being online and selling digital files online. And so it took me about a year, Katie, to finally realize that this was not a stage, (laughs) that this was actually my calling and that it was just the next stepping stone for me. So I changed everything. I got rid of my photography. I, I've stopped taking pictures. I, I don't do photography anymore. And now I'm focusing solely on really helping people do what I did, which was turn my passion into a full-time job. And so that's what I'm doing now. And I love it. I love that. It's an amazing story for people to hear that they that this is possible. You know, I really try yeah. to surround myself by listening to as many entrepreneurs stories as I can right now as I break into that space personally mm-hmm. just to show what's possible and that there was fear that came up for you but you did it anyways and yeah. there's a couple of things in your 
um, in that story that I want to I want to pick up on. So the first thing is the support of your parents and almost yeah. the um, the drive from your mom. And I think yeah. that's awesome and and great. And I think almost um, a lot of times that can be that is the opposite of what people are up against. You know, a yeah. lot of I I believe that you know our parents love us so much. Most of us, you know, come from um, or you know if we're fortunate enough to come from these great family situations where, you know, our parents want us to succeed, but I believe that our parents want us to be safe more than they want us to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so I know, you know, for me, if, if, you know, for many people, if their parents aren't familiar with entrepreneurship, because again, obviously they're of a different generation where, yeah. um, you know, the corporate life was a different place than it is now. And, um, you know, entrepreneurship is risky. It takes hard work yeah. and it's not for everyone. And you have to have a certain mindset that obviously you and I both have. But what kind of advice would you have for people who, um, you know, maybe don't have that support or aren't sure or have to even come up against um, something else or how to use that support that they do have as a driving factor? Do you have any advice around that? I would say if you don't have someone in your life to push you and support you and to believe in you, then you have to surround yourself with as many people as you possibly can who are already experiencing whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. I know that when I was trying to be a photographer, by spending time with people who had done what I was trying to do, it kind of taught me that it is 100% possible. Same thing with my business now. I am always trying to surround myself with people who run their own businesses and people who are always coming up with ideas. And that shows me that it is possible for me to grow and expand and do all the things that I want to do. So I think just because you don't have someone there to be your cheerleader doesn't mean that you can't find other things to motivate you, like finding someone who's doing what you're already trying to do. Mm, absolutely. I mean, Alex and I were just talking a bit before the call that you have to be so mindful of everything that goes in and everything that you surround yourself with. And, you know, that being said, some people fall out of your life, some additional mm-hmm. people come into your life. You know, Alex and I found each other. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, I think that's something to be said for how grateful I am for the internet because oh, yeah. it can bring people together from all over the world doing all sorts of things and allow you to find that mastermind group that yeah. can really push you and um, really hold you to that excellence that you desire and keep that ladder going. So mm-hmm. I think that that's powerful takeaway for people for sure. Um, the other thing in your story that I wanted to pick up on was when you decided to shift from photography after you started selling the Photoshop, Photoshop actions. actions. Yeah. So with that, you know, that's a really great point for, I think everyone has, the biggest fear people come up against, and I'll speak for myself, is the financial piece, right? Mm-hmm. Is how to sustain yourself, how to make that money when you're the one completely in charge of your destiny, of your mm-hmm. of your financial destiny. So um, one thing there that you said, you know, you stopped really trading hours for dollars with the mm-hmm. photography and you were able to make money while you sleep by selling a product. So mm-hmm. would you say that finding some sort of digital product is kind of the key to be able to build an online business at least to start? You know... I personally don't believe that there is one formula that suits and fits everyone. 
But what I can say is that by having some kind of digital product, mm-hmm. it just is so much easier to, you know, sometimes people come to your site and they want something right here, right now. Right. And so to be able to offer that to them, I, I just think there's something re- to be said about that. And it's definitely something you should think about. Even if you decide, okay, you know, it's not for me. I really enjoy doing one-on-one sessions or whatever it is that you do. At least think about it because it's totally worth thinking about. If you can grow an audience who cares about you and loves what you create, who are going to be interested in that product, then why not? Mm, totally. And I think, you know, it, it, it goes back to value. Like if you if you're adding value to someone's life and you are very clearly, very simplistically adding value to yeah. people's lives and something that they needed, that you mm-hmm. used and genuinely could give value to people's life and then they already knew, like, and trusted you, then they were going to just buy whatever you're selling. So I think yeah. that um, that's really important, but it has to be something that adds value to people's lives. That Yeah, and it has to be something that I think you feel – really good about. I know that you and I are are very much on the same wavelength when it comes to doing business that feels good yes. and not just doing business to, you know, sell out and just make stuff that's not really that good and sell it anyway. So I think that's really important is to feel good about what it is that you're making, what it is that you're selling and what it is that you're adding to the, to the world and not just doing something because you heard that maybe, you know, you should. Mm, but I think exactly. it is something to think about. Yeah, and that and that's a really good point. You know, my my question was a little bit off there saying, you know, do you think that everyone needs to do mm-hmm. because I completely agree. It's there is no everyone when you yeah, like when one you're talking size fits about all. this. Yeah, it's really individualized for what your brand is and who you are. Yeah. So, I love that. Um and then the last thing I guess I wanted to latch on to of your story is the fact that which I think is probably the most inspiring piece um of all to me is that you weren't afraid to completely shift your focus and to do kind of a rebrand. And I think that's crucial for people to hear because we're constantly changing as human beings. And especially, I think, when we're young, when we're in Mm -hmm. our 20s. um, I know, like, I think back to who I was a year ago, and it's like a 360 to who I am now. And I think that change happens very, very rapidly when we're young and we can kind of be hard on ourselves and say, well, I've been doing this for so – or whatever age you are. I've been doing this for so long that I just – this is who I am. Yes, and feel attached to that. And I think we're constantly changing and constantly evolving. And I know I'll speak for myself. You know, it – my journey very much started in the body and with wellness and health mm-hmm. and food. And then it's kind of shifted more to the mind and that connection. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all come to this work from a different angle. And, you know, yeah. yours being business. But really it's all about the same thing. We all yeah. want authentic happiness. So you weren't afraid to, to make that shift. Can you talk about any fear that came up there and yeah. being multi-passionate? I, mean, I was so afraid, Katie. I was so afraid. I remember, you know, just when the feeling first started coming around, I was like, what is this feeling? Like, what is it doing here? This is not what I had in plan. Like, I I had a specific plan, and I wanted to be a professional photographer. I did that. Then I wanted to stop having to work for other people, and I wanted to be able to make enough money selling my Photoshop actions and selling Photoshop courses and teaching people the art of photography and how to create from your heart. I wanted, I had all of these ideas. I had it 
planned and I had my yeah. life set and I was going to be able to take photos of whatever I wanted and make money online at the same time and I was excited about it. And then, you know, obviously there was a different plan in store and at first it was just devastating. It was like, oh my gosh, everyone knows me as a photographer. Like this is just going to be so random when I just come out. I'm like, hey guys, I'm now teaching marketing. Yeah, you know, but it just kept tugging and tugging and tugging. And to be honest with you, I really wish that I could go back in time and tell myself, listen to that because that is there for a reason. And that is your guidance system. It's telling you, you know, what your next step is. And no, it's not going to always be what you had in plan. It's not going to be what you had in mind. And that's okay. You And really, it taught me a lot about letting go of expectations because sometimes the universe has a better plan than you could even... Yep plan. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't really that I had no fear, but when I made the decision, I chose to do it fearlessly. I was like, I'm not going to play small. I'm not going to start from the beginning. Even though I was starting from the beginning, I didn't want to act like I was starting from the beginning. I wanted to act like this was, this is what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it confidently a hundred percent and I'm going to own it. Mm, so good. That, and that reminds me of a quote. And I mean, I think that's how you have to do anything. I, it's so funny. I just said this to a client I was working with, but one of my favorite quotes, you've probably heard me talk about this quote, Alex, or I, I'm mm-hmm. sure I've Instagrammed it, but it's a Kurt Vonnegut quote and it's, we are what we pretend to be. So mm-hmm. be careful what you pretend to be. And I think, you know, I remember when I first started teaching yoga, um, I was just like, I'm going to pretend to be my teacher I looked up to so much. And I, you know, I would say her lines and I picked up her one-liners and I had to eventually like come into my own style. But at the time that was okay. And I think, you know, we will feel like a fraud when we're first starting. We will feel off, but like that's okay. You have to just like get through that. And you really used your fear as a road sign of like, that's the way to go. And I think if people, that's, you know, something I want to instill in this conversation for people to take away from this is if you're fearful about something, use that as a road sign to say like, go girl, like that's the way, you know, and, and your desires, what you want are directly like prayers, you know, they're like, they're, um, messages from God telling yeah. you, like, if you want it, that means you're supposed to have it. What you seek yeah. is seeking you. And at first, it felt I felt like I was cheating on myself. Like, I felt like it was sinful for me to want all of these other things that had nothing yeah. to do with photography. I was like, I, that's not my space. I don't know why I'm being attracted to that. And that's all the ego. Yeah. And I think something else that's worth mentioning is the fact that when I started doing the business and marketing and really just trying to encourage people to do what they love for a living and to not be afraid to really have a go at it, when I first start, I really first started, I'd say in January of this year. We're now in June, almost July. And even though I hit the ground running and like I said, you know, I did it with a lot of confidence and just with that go get it attitude, I also knew that there would be a lot of changes and a lot of development to come. And I can feel that so strongly. Like every month that passes, I'm getting clearer and clearer on what my purpose within this is supposed to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. And and it's funny, like I was thinking back, you know, I I guess I found you after you had already kind of made that shift. But to me, I, I mean, you know, and again, 
I found you after, but I think that shift was so flawless because you had the confidence and you had the, this is what I'm supposed to do and like F it, let's go and I'm going to do it because it's what I'm meant to do. And I think that that's a great lesson for people to take away. You just have to own it. You have to say, this is where, this is the direction I'm going and I'm going to just own it. I'm not going to look back. And just don't have room for doubt in Mm. your mind. Yes. There's no room for doubt in your mind. There's no room for doubt in your mind. I can tell that's going to be a tweetable already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that. So the next thing I kind of want to get into, and we've kind of been talking about this a bit with your transition, but your transition, um, you know, you were already an entrepreneur, but I would Mm -hmm. love, um, you know, with the work you do with your clients and the people that you coach, um, what pieces of advice do you have for people in that transition period, wanting to become an entrepreneur, and what things do you think um, generally people should have in place before making that leap? That's a very good question. I think before you make the leap, you need to be sh- like 100% sure on the general direction. I'm not saying that you need to be like crystal clear because I think that you only become crystal clear once you've started taking action. But what I see a lot of is just kind of people just plopping themselves out there and there's no real purpose behind it. And I feel like if you don't have purpose or a mission or something guiding you, then it's kind of like you're a headless chicken. Yeah. (laughs) I've been using that phrase so often lately. I don't know why headless chicken, but it really does describe it perfectly because I see these entrepreneurs out there and they know that they want to create a life for themselves that is self-sustainable, but they don't really know what they're selling, who they're selling to, and what they're what really makes them stand out. And so those are the three things that I'd really say get clear on what it is that you're offering, who your target market is, and what what your competitive advantage is. Yeah. I think um also too, you know, it's it's when you're, and this is something you know that I know you believe in as well, the work of the secret, same thing. It's if your work is centered around service of mm-hmm. helping people, mm-hmm. you will be supported. And yeah. I think you know it's very easy, and I'll, I'll speak for myself to get into. I want to be an entrepreneur for the freedom and for this mm-hmm. and for that, like all the really fun stuff, and like that's great too. And that can be a driving force. I, I really do believe that. But if it's not grounded behind, I genuinely can help people. Yeah. And I authentically need to give this to the world because they want it. Mm-hmm. Then you will be supported financially and from all of that other stuff that you're yeah. actually seeking. So just get rooted behind the service behind yeah. what you're doing. Um, and then another big thing is, you know, building the following. So mm-hmm. I know you have a great um, video on this and building a blog following. And there's a lot of um, people who either have a blog or want a blog um, or some type of platform that listen to the show. And so I'd love to talk to you about how you built over 14,000 peeps on your email VIP list, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Everyone should sign up. Little plug. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why is it so important to have an email list and how do you build a community? And um, talk about your experience with that a little bit. It's really funny that you mentioned that because I just I just recorded a Chatty Tuesday episode today all Ooh. about I ended up like having my VIP list recently because mm-hmm. I just wanted I, I think it's so important to as you said like it's all about being authentic it's all about being connected it's all about serving people right. and really getting in line with them um, but sorry back to the question so 
Really, building an audience is one of the most fun parts of being in business online and just being in business in general. I absolutely love like when you really start to build an audience and it's kind of like your friends. Like you have so many friends. Yeah. And And you feel like you know each other. Yeah. It brings us all together. It is so beautiful and I absolutely adore it. And I would say that the biggest thing that, that you should do know what your message is. I feel like when you know what your message is and you know you're very clear on what it is that you're offering to the world, who you're talking to, and why it matters, then you can get clear on on kind of catapulting yourself out there. And Because I feel like if you just kind of put yourself out there and you don't really know what you're doing but you know you're trying to build an audience and get famous, nothing's really going to come of that because you don't have something that people can kind of cling on to and yes. say yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like when I when I first started, I kind of, I didn't really know what my message was, but I was very specific about the types of things that I was blogging about. So when I first started, I would only blog about my journey as a professional photographer, and I thought that was the best way to <laughs> to grow an audience. I, at the time, I wanted to be a wedding photographer, so I thought that by documenting my journey, I would attract more clients. And what, in fact, what I ended up doing was just attract photographers because photographers were interested in the journey of a professional wedding photographer. <laughs> so um, I was lucky in the fact that I had a really clear direction, even though I didn't know it. Yeah, I had something for people to believe in. People loved the journey. People loved rooting for me. People loved seeing my photography grow and change. And so, and like even now, like I really have created a space online where people can come and get the inspiration that they need to turn their passion into a business and to really go somewhere where where they feel supported and they feel like they're being believed in. So I think it's all about that. What are you creating online? And what are you creating for people to believe in and want to be a part of? Yeah, and this is so funny. I was I was just going to say you're such a perfect example of that Steve Jobs quote of, you know, you can't connect the dots moving forward. Sometimes you can only do yeah. it going back. And I feel like I say that about almost every guest that comes on the show, which is great because it is so true, you know, looking at these people's stories. But, um, you know, you attracted all those photographers to mm-hmm. your site and then eventually you were when you didn't even know that that was what you wanted it was actually yeah. not what you wanted at the time and then that audience became your perfect audience when you were selling photoshop yeah. actions and now Isn't that ironic your, yeah and it's just really cool to see that like even though you didn't know the plan like the universe still did and yeah. it was putting you in that direction before it was even ever a thought of yours interesting yeah. for sure It's so true. And it prepared me so well. Like photography, even though I I still love photography and there's a special place in my heart for photography, but I can tell you that the inspiration and the passion that used to be there is no longer there for it. But it really taught me so much, even like about design and images and presenting yourself. Like it, it taught everything that you experience kind of shapes you in this really unique and interesting way. And it makes you stand out compared to everyone else. So no matter what part of your journey you're at for anyone listening, like even if you're stuck in a job that you absolutely hate, I can assure you that it's there for a reason and that it's going to give you an entirely different spin on whatever it is that you're trying to do. So embrace it. I've seen that 10,000% in my own life. And 
also, you know, this is kind of a perfect segue to the next kind of thing I wanted to get into with you, mm-hmm. is, which is the whole education and college <clears throat> conversation, which, right. you know, for me, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with um, with the blog and the podcast, but Ooh. I studied, yeah, <laughs> I studied journalism um, in school, and I thought I wanted to be a broadcast journalist and all mm-hmm. of that and, and, you know, move to the small market and work your way up, and I realized, you know, it was too competitive for me and it wasn't wasn't my scene and but to do that you know to study broadcast you had to take a ton of radio classes and I remember at the time I was like oh I want to be on camera like I don't want to do this radio crap but I learned so much Mm -hmm. and I started to love the art of conversation and talk Mm -hmm. radio and I would listen to NPR and I would listen to these interviews and eventually podcasts and then you know here I am now with my little mic talking to you and that explains so much (laughs) (laughs) that makes me feel so much better because you are seriously good at this. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I love genuinely talking to people and yeah. having conversations. But also, it's you know, it's one of those perfect examples of um, connecting the dots backwards. Yeah. But um, but with that being said, there's a lot of things that I did you know study in school in journalism school that I. I don't use now and Mm -hmm. that I think I would have even the skills I did learn I could have very easily taught myself online so Mm -hmm. I would love to get into that um, controversial conversation of college and school and I think it's my my take on it and I want to get into um, what you think um, is that kind of like we've been saying about all the things we've been talking about, there's no one right or wrong answer. You know, going the college route is great, but there's also another perspective um, and another way to go. So what what's your kind of take on um, what kind of training and schooling you need to be an entrepreneur? Man, that is a question and a half. <laughs> right? um, juicy. It is so juicy. And it's so difficult because it really depends It really depends on who you are, what matters most to you. I can speak from my own personal experience that for me at the age of 18 and graduating from high school, whether or not I would go to college was like not a question. I was going. There was was no question in my mind. I was going to college. I think it's a society thing too. Yeah, it is. And, you know, also a big part of it was my parents didn't go to college and they had worked damn hard for me to be able to go to college. So... Looking back, it wasn't a question. It wasn't even something that I really thought, gave much thought to. It was something that I always knew I was going to do. Yeah. But now I can look back and say, well, it wasn't, it didn't teach me the skills that I needed and that I use today, (laughs) although I can't obviously say that 100%. It gave me, I'm sure that it gave me a lot of things that I didn't that I didn't even, that I'm not even aware that I used today. Um, But also, man, it's a a really hard one. Like, I I can't tell you that at the age of 18, if I hadn't have gone to college, that I would have been able to do everything because it wasn't the right time for me. I was still very mature. I didn't know what I wanted. And I think actually for me, university, sorry, in England it's called university. Here it's called college. College gave me kind of it bought me time and that's that sounds bad but that's kind of what it did for me it bought me time I had an amazing time in college I really got to learn a lot more about myself I got to experience things that I would not have gotten to experience had I just hopped out of high school and just decided to run my own business and 
mature, like my maturity level just wasn't there yet. So for me, it was the right decision, but I can completely understand when people say, I'm not going to college, like I don't need it. And I all, all respect because I would agree that it didn't, it didn't really teach me all of the skills that I, that I use today. Yeah, I mean, I'll if that I'll makes sense. Completely makes sense. And here's kind of my um, my take on that is I I agree with everything you're saying. And I think for for me, I look at college not so much as what I learned from a skill set point mm-hmm. of view, like in the classroom. For me, it was the cultural experience of right. being on my own, and um, yeah. you know, it was a personal development experience that I think is you know looking back is indispensable. As much as I want to mm-hmm. say like don't go to college, you don't need it, you don't need like, that's kind of my go-to, and I find myself saying that to people, but at the same time, it's like, uh, 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 like, in the society that we're in, at 18, there is no way that I could have just launched into where I am now, and I even actually say that, you know, about working a full-time job, the, the skill set I got from that, and from being in a, um, in that setting, actually was a huge, um, personal development, you know, learning for myself. And I think that it just kind of depends. You can get that from college. You can get it from, you know, listening to things. You can get it from teaching yourself. But I think there has to be some sort of grounded learning into becoming who you really are um, at that young, young, impressionable age, right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think Mm. it just – I think it's just – it's pers- it's per- it's a personal decision for everyone. Yeah. I can't I can't tell someone like don't do it or do it, but you know, do it for the right reasons and know what your reasons are. Yeah, I completely agree. And so how did I want to know how did you decide to go to college in London? That's pretty cool. Well, at the time, or university. My, <laughs> yeah, university. My um my dad works for a company that moves him around a lot. So when I was 14, he got transferred to Azerbaijan and the education system there wasn't where my parents had wanted it to be. So we, my sister and I ended up going to boarding school in England. And so after we finished high school, I just really wanted to be in London and I had the opportunity, so I jumped on it. <laughs> That's so cool. That is it was like, awesome. Really it, awesome. I mean, it's a beautiful place, and I was actually about half an hour outside of the city in a gore. I mean, this, the university campus was just gorgeous. I think it was named one of the most beautiful campuses in the world. So it was just such an inspiring place to be, um, and I really loved my time there. Mm, I love that. So now I want to hear a little bit about, um, well, I'm part of it, but talk to us about the Spark Lounge and how amazing it is and what you do there and some of the big things you have um, coming up very, very soon, like this week, right? Yes, Katie. I have, I mean, it's, I'm on a roller coaster ride right now because I feel like I've just stopped listening to everything that I should be doing and really just focused in on what I'm being drawn to, to do. And so I relaunched my website. It's beautiful. um, Changed the design. Thank you very much. And I realized that something was missing from the website. And I really wanted to create a community of people because I was getting all these emails from people saying, you know, I love that I found you. Like, I feel like it's opened so many doors for me. It's shown me what's possible. And I knew that if I could just get all of these people together in one place, that the possibilities would just be never ending and it would just be such an explosive place of 
inspiration and um, complete support. Yeah. yeah. And just support for each other and a place where, because a lot of people were like, you know, I don't have people in my life who are really even believe this is possible. I don't have people who, you know, can back me up. Like we were talking about at the beginning of this, yeah. like I had my parents and they were always very supportive, but a lot of people don't have that. Yep. So I think that was the entire inspiration behind creating the spark lounge. And it has just become such an awesome place. And to be honest with you, I wish I could spend more time in there because I, I check in every day, but I just, every time I go there, I get sucked in. I just want to stay forever because there's so much great conversation too, yeah. happening. Um, but it's something that I'm really proud of and it's something that I'm really looking forward to continuing and growing and developing and doing like little events for it and things like that. Yeah. Um, but also I've just been really busy lately with all, all of these random ideas that seem to come to me and it's amazing because they're inspiring ideas and I feel like I went from a really inspired place in my photography to a really uninspired place in my photography where I just didn't want to do it anymore and now that I'm past that awkward stage of like transferring from photography to what I'm doing now I feel like I'm finally at this place where I can be inspired and I can be creative and I can just do whatever I want to do because I am my own boss. And I like I've been planning to relaunch the School of Color Impressions because, okay, so it comes out live twice a year and I was aiming to have it out in June, but something just wasn't feeling right. Like it just didn't feel ready and I could tell that like something was a little bit off and then th this idea came to me to put out this e-course on blogging and I don't know where it came from like this idea just popped out of nowhere and it just felt so good and so inspired and I've been creating this amazing e-course and just pouring my heart and soul into amazing. it and showing people like exactly how and it, the, what I love most about it is that it's kind of instead of just teaching you like how to blog for your business yeah. which is kind of like a dry subject it throws in how to blog for a business in a way that feels good. Like I think we're really lacking that. When I look around at entrepreneurs, when I talk to my clients, what's really missing is that feel good factor. Like they feel icky. When they when they have to write a blog post, they're like, oh, do I have to write a blog post? Do I have to send out an, e oh. an email newsletter? Yeah. So it's all about really like getting back to the core of why you do what you do and what makes you come alive with passion and what gets you inspired and really transferring that into your blog and injecting that into your blog so that you can be excited about your blog and not feel like it's a drag. Yeah. I mean, people can feel that. Like, I can smell yes. that a mile away know, when the newsletter comes and it's, like, forced. You're like, yes. Delete. And I've been there. I've Unsubscribe. Been there. <laughs> and I know exactly how awful that feels. Yeah. And I feel like I'm finally getting to a stage where I'm really sinking into who I'm supposed to be as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And I feel so myself and I feel so inspired. And I wanted to share that with people. So, yeah. and that's something that's great about running your own business. You can have plans and then decide to change them and roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just been having fun. I love that. So is that launching this week then? It is launching this week. <laughs> Amazing. So we'll have all of the info about that so people can jump on. If you want to, you know, really dive into starting to create something, you know, I will say, you know, from my personal experience that blogging has given me so much value. And I think if you're adding value to people's lives, you'll feel that back to you 
10,000 fold. And I know that, um, you know, the great thing, I mean, listen to this, you guys, like she just went through how she decided to create this and like, it doesn't get more authentic than that. Like she didn't say like, oh, I made this e-course on blogging because I heard that like that will sell well and then I'll make money. You know, she went through and said, I know that I can help people and this is the plan that I, you know, found for myself and I wasn't even expecting it and it was just so clear and authentic. Like it wasn't a pitch. It was just showing her process and I think that, um, you know, it doesn't get better than that, right? And I think the great thing about blogging as well is that it doubles as a marketing tool which is kind of like the icing on top. Like blogging can be – therapeutic. It can really nourish your soul. It can make you feel connected to so many people. And it's a brilliant marketing tool at the same time. So it's, it's just such an awesome package. It's just so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I know for myself, you know, my, my brand isn't a business yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm building that community and that, um, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I can make this a business now, yeah. you know, because I have this community that I genuinely love that I wasn't even selling anything to. Yeah. And I'm not even selling anything to and just providing free content every single week because I love doing it. Mm-hmm. And people like you and amazing people still come and listen. So I think, yeah. you know, you eventually maybe if you start loving it, it can transition into a business. And there's so many ways that things can go, which yeah. is amazing. Again, Isn't the internet awesome? <laughs> it's just the best. It's I write it in my gratitude journal like every day. It's so freaking good. Um, so good. So now I want to shift to my personal questions with you, Alex, which is, as you know, the best part of this podcast. But I think, you know, talking about daily routines, and, and we'll get into the specifics, is important with everyone who comes on and we can add, add value, you know, to people's lives, figuring out what successful people do but I think you know when it really comes to entrepreneurs and how they structure their days it's extremely valuable because you really are the only one who's accountable for your time and yourself so I would love to know um, your daily practices and your morning routines and the first couple things you do when you wake up in the morning I would love like I'm super excited you knew this was coming (laughs) (laughs) so firstly I want to say that This is a really new concept to me. I never had a morning routine or an evening routine. I just like woke up, got to work, and that was it. Like there was no real thought behind it. And I started doing some sessions with a amazing lady called Sasha Stone. And because I was just feeling like out of balance and honestly chaotic and I was losing that spark and that inspiration that I really desired in my work and I just felt out of line like something wasn't right so I, I did four sessions with her and the number one thing that we worked on together was just getting my morning routine and my evening routine to a place that felt super good for me and at first I was like what is the point in having a morning routine like this is so weird but now that I've really committed myself to it it is like my mornings and my evenings I cherish them. They are just and, – and really they keep me balanced. And I think the reason why I'm now in such an inspired place compared to where I was three or four months ago is directly because I started doing all of these things. So with that being said, 
I know you know how important it is to have your morning and evening routines, but I just really wanted to stress that because I know a lot of people put it off and they're like, yeah, maybe it'll be helpful, but I'm not really sure. It was literally life-changing for me. So anyway, I wake up, well, when I first started, I was probably waking up at like 8 and then starting to work at 9. And so I would just hop out of bed, brush my teeth, get changed, eat breakfast, and I'd be out the door. And it was kind of like this rush. And then once I started speaking to Sasha, she was like, you know, try waking up like an hour earlier. So I started waking up at 7. And then I started waking up at 6. And this morning, I woke up at 5. So I've literally just been taking it literally step by step. And so I'll just tell you, my mornings are, I wake up super early and I do whatever it is that I want to do that morning. So I do whatever it is that feels good. Like sometimes I will do yoga. Sometimes, like this morning, I woke up, I did what did I do this morning? Oh, I read first. Then I did my oil pulling. Then I took my dogs because I'm pet sitting. I have two dogs right now. I took the dogs for a walk. And then I came back up and I did some journaling. And then I got to work. So it really, it, it just changes from day to day. But I really, really love like the meditation in the mornings that always really kind of gets me centered. I really love green smoothies, but I don't even have green smoothies every morning. Like some mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, I just can't be bothered to make a green smoothie, but I'm getting better at that. Like I'm trying to have them prepared. So literally all I have to do is like dump them into there, but just being calm and doing whatever it is that I feel like doing. Like I really love brushing my hair. I know that sounds really weird, but like in the mornings and in the evenings, I love brushing my hair and just being in the moment and just pampering myself and doing whatever it is that feels good. Mm. You know that I couldn't agree more with all of that. That's very yeah. similar to my mornings as well. Um, now I'd love to – we'll get to the evenings, but I would love to know some of your personal daily routines, kind of the ways that you structure your work day with taking breaks and how you go through the middle of your day. I've been experimenting with this and actually I'm putting together an awesome video that's supposed to go out at the end of this week and it's all about this. But basically I've started this new thing where, and it's an experiment, so I can't say that I'm going to do this forever. Like I'm always experimenting with that. But right now I'm, you know, the Pomodoro technique. Yes. So that's Love what I've been it. working on today. And also this thing do called, you want to explain um, what it is for people real quick? Yeah. So for those who don't know, <laughs> I'm like jumping all over the place. For those who don't know, it is 25 minutes of work followed by a short break, three to five minutes, and you do that four times, and then on the fourth break, you have a longer break, so like half an hour. And There's a great app. On, do you use the app, Alex? Yeah. I, well, I use the app on my computer. Yeah. I don't know if there's one for your phone. There must yeah. be one for your phone, too. Focus um, time, I think. I'll link it. Oh, it's just, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard because I, I do it at the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day I forget that I'm supposed to be doing it. Like I'll come back from a break and forget to press play and then an hour will go by. But when I do actually do it and take the breaks, it really makes a huge difference in my productivity and in how I'm able to focus and put in the work that needs to get done throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So I've really been enjoying it. It's an interesting experience because – you, I know for, and I want to, I wonder about this with you. For me, like, I want to keep going mm -hmm. and not take the break. Yeah. And sometimes, like, it's so silly, but, like, I'll, the little thing will go off and I'll, like, keep going, you know, and I'll just be yeah. like, but I, so, it's so much better you when that? you do. Today, I, um, I, the long break 
happened like literally because I was doing all of my filming for a bunch of my videos coming up today and it, it happened before I was done like the 30 minute long break and I was like oh I'm on such a roll like I really don't want to stop yeah. and I was like no you have to stop so I went outside of my balcony I read my book for half an hour and then I came back and I just felt so much more vibrant in my video and so much it just it just like revitalizes me so it's so good. good yeah that's I needed to hear that yeah, really I mean, good. it's definitely worth experimenting and seeing what works for you because I've, you know, I've tried some things that just don't work for me that work amazingly for other people. But I think it's, and this is another thing that Sasha taught me, is the importance of taking care of yourself and not overworking yourself and being loving with yourself, especially as an entrepreneur, especially when you work from home. It's so easy. And this is this is the exact problem that I was having, Katie, like, I was struggling so much and when I started doing the sessions with Sasha, she was like, so what does your average day look like? I was like, well, I wake up, I go to the coffee shop, I work at the coffee shop, I come home at around 11.30, I have lunch and then I work again and then I have dinner and then I work again and then you know, I might chill out with, with Blue and my boyfriend and watch TV for like an hour and then I go to sleep. And she's like, you feel out of balance because your entire like day is completely – like all you do is work. Even on the weekends, I was work, 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 work. And so I think you know, one message that I just want to tell people out there, especially if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're not an entrepreneur, like make time to take care of yourself and to – it's so important. It's so important. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I mean that is why I ask these questions and why I have these people on the show because – I think there's so much value we can get from people showing how they take care of themselves because, you know, it's so often overlooked in our society that you just don't need it and you do. You really do. And, um, you know, I think that's valuable that you were able to work with a coach that was really able to, you know, systemize that. I mean, honestly, without her, I don't know if I ever would have gotten – I mean, at some point I would have because I was burning out. Yeah. Yeah. That was I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was like, you know, something's out of whack. I'm not inspired anymore. I'm I just feel tired all the time. I, I don't feel myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I now think- looking back, it's so obvious. It's like, well, yeah, you were working yourself to death. But it wasn't obvious for you at the time because sometimes no. like seeing having that outside perspective come in, you know, whether it's finding a coach that you vibe with, you know, someone mm-hmm. who does mentoring with that you follow their blog or their podcast, yeah. right? You know, like Alex or I who can just kind of yeah. come in as a, you know, as an impartial source and be like, hey, look, you know, why don't you try this? Like not yeah. to overwhelm you. But I know I just did that with, you know, one of my mm-hmm. clients who I was telling her the same thing. And I just kind of went through like, let's sit down and go through your day and your morning and how you're going to structure your day. And it was transformational because yeah. that's just what someone people need is just – and for me, you know, I always say like – Use these things as a buffet because I've gotten – and take what you want and leave the rest because I've gotten to the point, you know, I tend to be that personality that really goes all in and I'll yeah. overwhelm myself with routines and say, oh, my God, I haven't done my oil pulling yet and now it's yeah. 10 o'clock and I – oh, my God, and I didn't – smoothies not made and like – I still have And that's how I felt at like, the beginning. Like yeah. when we first started doing this, I felt like, okay – I have to wake up at this time. I have to take Blue for a walk immediately. Then I have to do this. Then I have to yeah. do that. Then, and it just wasn't fun. Yeah, it's got to be fluid. And like, 
you know, the, the, the thing that I said, you know, in my blog post that I wrote a long time ago about morning routines is like the only thing that has to be consistent about it is that you 100% adore it, right? Yes, yes. And that is because you literally won't get out of bed. I know for me, like if I know I'm like have a workout I'm dreading that I planned yeah. on doing or something like that, you know, I'll just like stay in bed longer because I don't want to get yeah. up. And, um, you know, and this is what I, what I said to my client that I was working with. I said, you know, plan it the night before. Like it doesn't – you don't even have to do it. Like you, the things that you wrote down that you were going to do in the, the next morning, like you don't even have to do it. But I know for me, like I want to get up and I don't want to have to think about what I have, have yeah. to do that day. I want to already know. And so, you know, I know – and you probably do this as well, Axe. Like I do that with my work week. Like I'll plan mm-hmm. on Friday what the next week is going to be. So Monday mm-hmm. I don't go in and I'm like, what the hell, you know. And so makes I think, a huge difference. Yeah, so I think doing that for the morning, the night prior, um, that's part of my evening routine. Right. So – that's interesting. I don't do that right now. Like, but to be honest with you, I'm not someone who really struggles with waking up most of the time. Yeah. And funny story about that. When I first started, I was really struggling to get out of bed and mm-hmm. I just could not wake up early to save my life. And then I started thinking, okay, what are the barriers to me like waking up early? And I realized that in the morning, my bed was so warm and yes. the outside was so cold because we would have our air conditioning turned down so low. So I stopped turning down our air conditioning freakishly low and I put clothes, like every night before I go to bed, I have clothes there. So when I get out of bed, I can quickly change, get my clothes on. I don't have to look for clothes or anything and I'm good to go and it's not freakishly cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's my big thing, you know. I'm such a wimp for the cold, especially like in the winters. It was just so cozy in my bed and yeah. didn't want to get up. Um yeah. Amazing. So I guess the last thing we need to get through in your day, so how did you change your evening routines? What does it look like now? My evening routines before were non-existent, and now I have this kind of um, ritual of going into my bathroom, closing the door. I have some speakers in there that I put in there specifically for this, and I listen to something, whether it's inspiring music or an inspiring audiobook. I listen to something, like something to calm me down, something to soothe my soul, something that feels good. And, I mean, you have to remember as well that we live in an apartment in the middle of the city, so we literally have, we have like the study, the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom, and the bathroom. And it's pretty much all like in one small space. So for me, the way that I can like get away from it all is to close the door, create that like awesome sound because you know the bathroom, it echoes beautifully. And I just really just enjoy like getting ready for bed and taking off my makeup and flossing and brushing my teeth and brushing my hair and getting in the shower. And I do everything super slowly. Super, super slowly and Mindfully. just, yeah, and just enjoy it and just smile at myself in the mirror, which sounds so weird, but I always tell people, I'm like, you know, you know how you look at the people that you love and you watch them from across the room and it's like, you just admire them so much and you love like their freckles. And even if they have a crooked smile, you love the crooked smile, like you love everything about them. That's the way that I want to love myself. Like I want to look at myself in the mirror and just love what I see no matter what's there. I want to appreciate everything that I have. I want to really just enjoy myself. And so that's really my evening routine is exactly that. And then after I'm done like getting ready for bed, then I get in bed and I read and I write in my journal and I go through all the things that I'm grateful for that happened that day. 
all of the good things that happened that day. And I really liked what I heard in your last podcast, which was writing down like three things that you did to... Um, in the direction of your dreams. Yes, exactly. So I've started doing that. But what I'm, what I'm finding now is that like I have this long list of like things to do. So I just pick whichever one feels better for me that day. So if it's writing down three things that got me closer to my dreams or writing down five things I'm grateful for or whatever, I try not to like force myself or like put myself in a box like I have to do this. I just do what feels good. Mm, I love that. That is beautiful. And I think it just really speaks to the fact of be your own best friend and yeah. um, you're the one that's going to go along with you for the long haul. So yeah. I love that. So it's you ready? It's my, it's yes, my time. exactly. Exactly. So quick fire time. You ready, Alex? Born ready. Okay, here we go. Okay. Favorite color? Blue. <laughs> Duh. Favorite yoga <laughs> pose? Um, child's pose. Is that a yoga, a yoga pose? Totally. It's the yeah. best. Um, that would be it. Favorite day of the week? Mm, that's so hard. Probably Saturday. Really? I thought you'd yeah. say Monday. No, not Monday. Monday always for me, it just feels like there's excitement, but there's also like a lot of pressure because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, favorite hour of the day? It's probably Mornings. changed since first, you're, yeah. first hour in the morning. I agree. Magic time. Um, what is something that you wish you would have known three years ago? To slow down and not put so much pressure on myself and not work so hard and just enjoy not to, not to have expectations. I think expectations are really like the stressful part for me. It's when I have expectations of how I want something to go. So just to let go of expectations, to be mindful of my thoughts. That's another really big one. Yeah. Um, where do you see your brand and business going? What's your overarching vision for it? And this is funny that you've said expectations before, but in like five or ten years down the line. To just feel good. Mm, that's, that's perfect. That's it. Like I've – I mean I have ideas of where I want to go and things I want to do, but I learned my lesson with that last time. Like I don't want to really define anything. Right now, the stage that I'm in is just having fun and doing what feels good, creating things that feel good and going from there. Nice. How do you balance your relationships and your lifestyle and having a healthy work-life balance? By having a really strict – um, non-negotiable cutoff time for my work and just being like okay at this time I'm going to stop working and I'm going to go spend time with the people that I love amazing um, what is your what is the thing that you're most excited about in your life right now all of this this I feel like I've the past two months ever since I started working with Sasha like I've just been on this new um, routine. I'm just really excited about my routine because it's giving me the time to explore everything that I love. Like I'm reading so many books and I'm just diving into so many different um, self-improvement topics and just really growing who I am as a person. And that's really what I'm most excited about. I love that. When do you hear your intuition the loudest? Where are you usually when that voice comes up for you? looking into something beautiful like the sunset or if I'm on a mountain in nature for some reason when I'm in nature like that's when I feel the most connected and that's when I can get like really clear so just like quiet nature I love that 
What's your favorite beauty ritual? Um, I this sounds so weird because it's probably not what you expect. I love taking my makeup off at the end of like I am someone who no matter what I'm taking my makeup off at the end of the day, and I love it. Like it just is so great. I just love it. I love washing my face. Like it just feels good. I love that. Me too. It's like I could never get into bed if I didn't do that. Like I just yeah, and it's just so enjoyable. Like I just love taking care of myself. I guess. I love that. Um, what is your favorite vegetable? Mm. <laughs> mm. Let me think. I have so many favorites. I have so many favorites. This is so hard. You can pick two. Um, okay, I really like sweet potatoes. So good. And I really like uh, I like avocados, but I'm pretty sure that's a fruit. We'll put that one yeah. in your favorite fruit. Okay. I was going to ask you that next. Okay, well, my favorite fruit is mango. Oh, nice. <laughs> what's the what's the best thing you've eaten recently, like in the last couple of weeks? Hmm. You're asking a girl who has one of the worst memories ever. <laughs> um, one of the best things I've eaten in the last few weeks. I mean, I really love my green smoothies. Nice. Like, I just adore them. So good. What's a superhero power you wish you could have for a day? I wish that I could be a stress reliever. Mm. I wish that I could, like, soothe people. I think you do that. I wish that I could calm them down and just take their worries away. You do that. That's so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite movie? (gasps) My favorite movie... Um, man, I'm not a big movie watcher, and I don't remember, I I have a really bad memory. I don't think I have a favorite movie. Well, you liked The Secret. That's one of them. I did like (laughs) The Secret. The Secret was a good movie. Um, do you have a favorite book? Yes. A New Earth. Oh, so good. Oh, I love that book. Maybe we can book him on the Wellness Wonderland radio. Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Yeah. Adore. Love that book. Um, favorite song? Do you have a favorite song? Favorite song right now is a new song by Trevor Hall called, I think it's called a. Oh, you Instagrammed that today, I think. Yeah, I ins- I t- I'm telling you, I really have a bad memory. It's called like a chapter of the forest or something. I'll, ch- I'll find it and, and link it. I want to hit listen to it anyways. Yay. Yeah, chapter of the forest. That's what it is. Nice. Ha-ha. Do you have a favorite quote? I have lots of favorite quotes. Um, my favorite quote right now is everything is as it should be. Mm, so good. That just like melts. It goes right in. I love that. Yeah. And actually, Sasha was the one who gave that quote to me. And every time, because I used to get so stressed, like, Katie, I would have these plans. And if things didn't go according to plan, I would freak out. Yeah. And so she taught me, you know, like deep breaths and everything is as it should be. Yeah. It's like that connecting the dots quote. You know, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and I, I know I've shared this in multiple podcasts, but I'll just put it out here again. One of my favorite, favorite Louise Hay affirmations that I tell people all the time, like you could just be walking down the street and you'll probably, I'll probably yell this at you, but um, all is well. Everything is working out for my highest good. Out of this situation, only good will come, and Mm -hmm. I am safe. And that affirmation works in a lot of different ways because it 
first calms your mind down that all is well and then everything is working out to your highest good shows that even out of this situation where it's not what you want, it could be something awesome. You just don't know. And then we always want to know that we're safe, you know? Yeah. It's really beautiful. And I think when, like whenever I have to do anything difficult or anything I'm scared of, um, there's this song. It's actually not a song. It's a prayer on Spotify by Marianne Williamson called Prayer for Courage. Oh my God, I listen to that every morning. Wait a second. I found it from you. That's so funny. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love how I just threw that out there. I found it from you because it's remember It's on you- my meditation yes. playlist. Yes. Well, I'll post the link to that. Follow listen, me on Spotify. It has been life-changing. Like Isn't I listen to one? that every time me I have too. to do anything. I've actually listened to it today already. Me like, too. It is so good. So good. So funny. <laughs> We're like... We're one and the same. I so, know. Um, all right. You know the last question. Um, that was hilarious. But um, you know I ask everyone this, and I cannot wait to hear your answer. But as you know, the name of the blog and the podcast is The Wellness Wonderland. So that's this place I've created online. So when I offer that term to you to live in a wellness wonderland, what does that mean to you, Alex? It means, it means so many things, but I'm going to try and keep it short. For me right now, living in a wellness wonderland means creating from the most inspired place. It means taking care of myself. It means really being aware of the thoughts that I'm thinking and really being aware in the conversations that I'm having and just bringing mindfulness to everything that I do. Amazing. Thank you so much. I loved your answer. I loved this conversation and everything that you shared. And we'll have the links below of where everyone can find you. But is there anything else you want to tell people? I want to tell people to have no doubt and have no fear and do whatever it is that their heart is pulling them towards doing. And I know that if that is true for them, they will know it because they're probably like, there's this thing, but I'm not sure if I should do it or not. Just do it. Put yourself out there. Just do it. Just do it. Mm. Just what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. You inspire me so much, and I love you. I love you. I wish I could give you, like, a hug. I'm giving. I'm making a hug with my arms right now. <laughs> me too. I feel it. That's so kind of like we're hugging. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hugging all of you. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation and like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.